fellow sleuths. I'm Kathy. And I'm Michael. You are listening to A Southern Sleuth. Thank you for listening to A Southern Sleuth. This episode is part two of the Calvin Johnny Hunt missing persons case. If you have not listened to part one, you will probably want to give it a listen first. Today's episode is the second half of my interview with Johnny Hunt's brother, Brian. We are picking up the story from where Brian had just found out his brother went missing and he headed to Tennessee. Let's go ahead and jump right into that part of the interview. When I got up there, I actually, you know, I mapped where she told me she'd drop him off, uh, which was a pull-off spot right past Cleveland, but right before, uh, I'm going to draw a blank on that town, right past Cleveland into another county uh, called the Scenic View. You know, people pull it off. You just, you right, it's somewhere, floor. you said it was off of I-75, somewhere near yeah. Exit 20. Is that right? Uh, correct. Yeah, I believe, yeah. Okay. Uh, I the said first I one is 25 okay. on Cleveland. So it was like, yeah. And uh, yeah. so, like, I, you know, I mapped, you know, from the time it got back for where she said dropped him off at, back to the Cleveland exit, and to the next exit in the next town, and forgive me because I can't think of the name of the town, Um, it was closer to the next town. It was like a mile and a half to the next exit. And they had stores. It had a, a Waffle House. It had a, uh, a gas station that was over 24 hours a day. It had hotels there. So right, I and he wouldn't have known that because they traveled that road. Yeah, exactly. Often. Okay. Exactly, yeah. And that's the first thing I thought. I said, okay. So I went up there, and that's what I logically thought. I'm like, well, he had a, if he was actually walking, he'd have walked to the closest exit he knew. Which would have been, you know, I think the exit 20 or 21, one of those exits, which was just a little bit past Cleveland, you know. And, uh, so I went to every one of them and I actually talked to the gas station clerk that was the first gas station off the exit and found the clerk that was actually working that night. And, uh, he said, you know, I gave him a description, showed him a picture. He said, I, you know, I, I don't recognize anybody, you know, see anybody like that. And it's kind of hard to miss my brother, you know, especially carrying two boxes of drones, a money bag, you know, tattoos, you know, all the way up down his arm, you know. He was a big guy, and he was, yeah, yeah he was distinctive looking. Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, you know. Yeah, you would remember. Yeah, you know, the guy said, I didn't see no one like that carrying anything. So I'm like, okay. Well, my first thought was, okay, if he broke his phone, like she said, he, he had money. Right, because we need he to go about that. She, she said he broke his phone. Correct. Okay. Yeah, so. at first, yeah. And then, you know, a couple of conversations later, you know, Casey, you know, she, he, he slammed it. You know, really don't know if it was broke or not. You know, which is, I mean. They I took it with him. Yep. She says she did, he okay. did, did grab it and take it with him. But my thought was, okay, he had money. He could have bought another phone at that store right then and there. You know. 
pay here. You know, the right. Guy, yeah. Yeah. Turn it right so, on. All right. Yeah. You know, the gentleman said, I didn't see no one like that. So I went directly next door, which was the Waffle House. They don't recall seeing anybody like that. So I went to the motel, which is right beside the Waffle House. I'm like, okay, he could have got him a motel. Talked to the attendant, gave names, checked that date. No one checked in under that name. You know, nothing like that. So I couldn't find anybody that that seen him in that location where he would have walked, knowing that area, because he knew, you know, he he would have known which was the closest. I mean, because they drove it, you know, every week, you know, or one, you know, at least once every two weeks. You know, when he was gone, you know, he come and visit me. Uh, he, he knew it, so but no one seen him. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I couldn't find. So you, you've done, you've done a lot. I mean, you've done a lot of your own investigation, and I know yes, that ma'am. you've got all these text messages, and you've traveled, and you've interviewed, and you've you know put yourself in um, some probably some dangerous situations, asking questions, and you know. Um, That's the threatening phone calls while I was up there in the motel. Yeah, yeah I was saying not not making friends out of people that aren't friendly. <laughs> Yeah. But what, and and what about the police? Because I know now it's um it's in the hands of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, so they have it. But do you know what they've done, or are they keeping that kind of quiet and not giving you? You know, I know sometimes the police are pretty open with what they're doing with the family, but then sometimes they're not. They keep everything very quiet. Well, the detective at Cleveland that. When I first filed the reports that actually was assigned to the case, uh, great gentleman, um, you know, Detective Wattenberger of Cleveland uh, Police Department, uh, great guy, you know, and I, I was, when I met him and he came to the motel and uh, interviewed me, you know, and I, I, I felt he, he's a good guy, honestly, a good detective, I was, I was confident. You know, I had some reason told me, you know, he it's in the right hands right now. Um, he, you know, he he communicated with me perfectly, you know, but then it got into the jurisdiction that that he felt and that he told me that he had to com- jump through so many hoops because there was could have been a possibility of four to five different counties that he was going to have to go to court, pull warrants, permission to jump jurisdictions. You know, to, he said right. it, he thought it was going to, it was going to hinder him. Uh, right, because he lived in one county and then they're in another county. Yeah. Yeah, right. they pa- yeah, they passed, you know, like four counties, you know, there's a possibility right. that he could have actually got out, you know, could have happened to. Any, so, uh, yeah, he could have been in any of those counties. Right, so you know he was he was honest with me and said, "Our best bet, you know, is I think that I should turn this over to TBI that right. does, does not going to have this problem. They can go they they can go wherever the hell they want." Basically, is what he said. He yeah, said, it's usually the best thing once the state bureaus get it. It's yeah. usually you know, what, he, he, he what said, you want in order to save time or maybe evidence, you know. Or, that might be able to be found. By the time I'm able to get authorization, uh, go in front of a judge, 
jump jurisdiction, talk to Athens, talk to Mex County. You know, he said, "It's going it, it, to. I feel it's better for me to hand it over." So I said, "Okay, you know, I trust you. You know, I agree with you. You know, if that's the way you feel and that's the process that you have to go." Uh, I'm yeah, because that. a lot of times it's not that easy. A lot of families have had to really fight to get the cases out of the hands of the local law enforcement to go to the um, state bureau. So that really, I mean, he really must have thought that was the best thing. It kind of says a lot about yeah. him. He really was I mean, trying the, the first to do the best I thing. There, I, think. I, think, I think I arrived, uh, I talked to her on the 30th. Uh, when she, you know, I found out, you know, hey, she dropped him off. Uh, I was, I ended up there the next evening, uh, the next day, uh, got a motel room, but they, you know, and, but by, I'd already made up flyers, of course, you know, cause I already knew something was wrong. Um, right. and, uh, I already started calling in to do reports and, you know, they told me that, well, we'll put him as a missing person. But, you know, it, it's basically, it's going to be a missing person with a no search. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll assign him a missing person, but cause, because he's an adult, they will not look for him. Right, because an adult and, can go missing if they want to. We, right. we hear that unless, all the time. Unless you can prove, uh, uh, you know, unless you can prove uh, foul intent, uh, you know, anything like that. So that's when I started, you know, I automatically started putting the messages together, you know. Uh, and everything that, you know, I started, I started, actually, believe it or not, I started with Facebook. And when I, you know, going to friends, to friends, to friends, to friends, to friends, of friends, of friends, I just started hitting buttons, accept, accept. Absolutely. And, you know, all that right there, you know, from what Shannon was sending me, you know, the uh, backwards, you know, there were stories that, you know, she said that, you know, basically he never, you know, uh, that he drove out of the driveway of their property on his own with someone else. I said, so you didn't drop him off. You know, she, I got like five different con- contradicting stories. So uh-huh. I was able to, I was able to prove, you know, the, the foul play possibly involved. So that's when they actually, right. different you know, stories okay, were told to different people. Right. So actually, you know, there was, you know, a possible foul play involved. So that's when they actually put him into the system, at, you know, um, as missing uh, possible foul play, which got they actually could start doing a search, and you know they checked all the hospitals and other towns and other counties if he was in jail and did all that. So he's actually in the system showing, um, you know, they would actually you know really keep an eye keep an eye out. So that's really, I mean, if it, honestly, I feel you know if I wouldn't have pushed it that far, it, he'd just be a missing person and wouldn't be looked at at all. Right. I mean, have there been any ground searches, like in the area where she put him at? I don't know if it's, you know, usually along I ninety. I mean, I seventy five. I know I ninety five is the one that I'm most familiar with. But like, I'm sure there's like a lot of wooded areas, and it's not, you know. I'm just wondering if there's been any searches to see if, you know, did he did he get hit by a car? Did he, you know, and then somebody. Painting. I, I mean, I just think of all these things. Yeah, I went through all my stuff. You know, I mean, you know, did he? Did he? Did he hitchhike? Uh, which is, I don't believe. Right. You 
first of all, you know, like his ex-wife said, Monica, you know, when I was talking to her, she was, first of all, there's no way, no way Johnny, my ex-husband, would have got his ass out there and said, stop, I'm going to walk on another highway. She said, <laughs> you know, and I was like, I thought the same thing. You know, he he had milked it out till she got over here, and then he said, all right, you can go back, you're done. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not coming back with you. Which she did send me a text saying, or no, she sent Michelle, our friend over here, a text saying, we're not going to make it. Don't worry about dinner. She said, Johnny, Johnny is up to something. I don't believe he's coming. I don't believe he plans to come back with me. Oh. So, hmm. uh, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, because she said, and, you know, I order, you know, I, I've got so many messages and texts from everybody, but, you know, trying to find information out. She actually sent me one saying, you know, well, this is on the 31st, I think, or late the 30th, you know. Uh, she said, well, I don't know where he is. I dropped him off. If you, if you, if you, if he's not at your house, check with, uh, check, I can't remember, check with a girl in Florida. Uh, she, she about, she, he had planned to meet in the motel and have her come pick him up, which was the girl that he called and she said, no, I'm not coming to get you. And he got mad and hung up. Uh -huh. So I talked to her and confirmed that. She said, yep. So, I mean, she obviously seen more than just one text. I mean, there was, you know, so, uh, it was yeah. so you're you're not absolutely sure that he ever even left where he was staying, which was I think Ten Mile, Tennessee. That's the name of the area, Ten yes, Mile, Tennessee. Yes, ma'am, Mexico County, Ten Mile, Tennessee. No, you're I, not. You're know, not. Detective Waltenberger, back to the question you were you were asking, you know, did they do a ground search before? TBI took over, which pretty much eliminates any other police officer that prior, they can't comment no more. He did, right. you know, they did do a, a search of that area, you know, at the drop-off point, supposedly, and, you know, they, they didn't find nothing. Now, I don't know if they went as far as canines, you know, I think it was more right. of a uh, walk search, but which ain't much. I mean, you know, that area, I mean, that drop-off point, supposedly, you know, I went there, um, you know, and <clears throat> no one memorial, but, uh, I mean, it's, you know, when you pull off the road, you know, you can see beautifully, but uh, it's not the woods and a, a, I don't know, a thousand-foot drop, I mean, you know, so, I mean, I'm sure they didn't walk it, but they probably walked mm -hmm. the road, you know, stuff like that. Now, as far as K-9, I don't know what they did, because... After that, you know, he couldn't talk to me no more because of TBI. And, of course, TBI says that it's against, actually against the law for them to talk about the case. That's what they told me. Right. Yeah, I think that that's kind of the rule. They have to keep, you know, all of that because it's a open investigation. Correct, yeah. yeah. Um, so you don't really, we're not really yeah. absolutely certain. Because they never found anything. They didn't. They haven't found your brother. They haven't found any clothing. They haven't found these drone parts. They haven't found any of his stuff. No, nothing. Nothing. Just like everything vanished. Yep. Gone. Hmm. Like, like Martians just came down and boop. Right. And... 
Yeah, and I, I mean, people, you know, go missing. Oh, we, I know this because this is, you know, what I do and what I look into. But it's a true. lot of times there'll there'll be something found. You know, it, yeah. it's, so a lot of times it's people going missing and they didn't take anything with them because they didn't walk off of their own volition. So that's what makes me think, you know, did, did he really have his stuff? Was I, I don't I don't know. It's very confusing because I've read all those texts that you sent, and it's almost like it's very it's very hard to decipher because it, it, she's not telling the same thing every time. It's it's very yeah, hard to figure out what's going on. The only thing that really steady was was she talking about that? Right. I mean, was a, was a pretty much you know the constant you know and. Uh, I mean, I don't know, you know, you know, my brother wasn't perfect, you know, he had his faults, I mean, um, drugs, you know, I don't know, you know, yeah. I even thought that maybe, you know, maybe, maybe she was so tired or maybe she was even so damn high that she even lost track of days. I mean, didn't know what day it was because, I mean, she posted on Facebook. And this is another thing that just, you know, I don't understand. You know, she posted on Facebook that, that a picture of her and him in the car, supposedly that day, on the way to Georgia, with plenty to be happy about. But he wasn't worrying what the hell she told me she was wearing when she dropped him off. So you don't know so if that like, picture actually was even that day or not, or yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't even know. Maybe she might have, you know, been lost on days. And I, and I even told you know, I told uh, TBR that I said, I don't know. I mean, maybe she don't even realize. Maybe she didn't even know what day. Maybe she's completely confused and just she believes. Maybe I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. There is it just it is so mind boggling. You know, I get to the point where I don't know what the hell to believe. <laughs> I just, right. I do, I do know that he would, he would have called me, called Michelle, which is our friend in Georgia, cooking dinner, or would have said something to the three people that he texted afterwards. But somebody, he was on the, something. He would have said something. Period. Right. And, he 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 texts. He sent text messages to other people after. Supposedly after he was out of the car. Correct. His ex-wife, uh, another uh, a girl named uh, Angie up there in Tennessee, and Shannon down in Florida, a friend of ours. And, and he didn't say people. anything about, I'm on the side of the road, I've got out, um, none of that. Nothing. Okay. To, to near three, not a word to him. Mm-hmm. And that's not him, because my brother, you know, he gets going him. He's pissed. Well, I would think he would have been mad, you know. He would have been mad. Exactly. And there wasn't no, yeah, not even a hint that he was sitting on the side of the road talking to him or got an argument or nothing. So, yeah, that's that's, that's just not my brother. He just said something. (laughs) Right, right. Um, Yeah, and I, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what to... To say, I mean, what you know, I know you're—it's kind of taken over a lot of your life because you spend a lot of time looking for him, and it's always on your mind. And um, 
And I'm sure your mom, I'm sure that it's, it's, I can't can't even imagine what it's like to have a child out there and you don't know where they are, what happened to them, how they are. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that, like what it, what effect it's had on your family and all of you? It's pretty much up. No, it's, it's almost cost near a divorce. No, I'm just, I'm not the same person at all. Um, I have extreme uh, anxiety and panic attacks and anger issues now. Uh, it's a, I feel, uh, I mean, I can tell myself that I've done, I try to tell myself I've done all I can do, but, uh, you know, it's kind of, it does, it takes over, it affects everything. I mean, you know, I you know, almost lost my, you know, verge of being fired. Uh, you know, I, I used to be a completely functional, uh, on time, uh, very, well, as my wife says, I'm a woman, I'm a clean freak. You know, I can walk into anybody's house one time, and the next time I see you, if a picture has been moved, I could tell you. You know what I mean? I'm very, uh, she says anal. <laughs> she, she says, I'm the best housewife anybody could ever have. <laughs> and um, ever since uh, this has happened, you know I mean? My backyard looks like Sanford's son. No offense. I mean, you know, I used to love to watch that show, but... Uh, you know, I just, I just, I don't care. I, but, you, I really, but you didn't mean to have a junkyard, right? Yeah, I mean, I just don't yeah. care anymore. I mean, I just, it's, I'm, I feel like, uh, I'm here, but I'm dead. You know, it's just not me. And no more, you know, and, uh, mom, you know, she keeps up the hope, you know. She told me a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was actually, uh, oh, you know, Thanksgiving and, and the Christmas dinners, you know, that, really hard, you know, and she told me about Christmas, uh, Christmas Day, you know, that morning, you know, she came out there and sat with me on the couch, and she said, uh, you know, she goes, uh, I try, you know, the only way I can keep, oh, keep going is to, uh, believe, believe he's out there, you know, believe he's, uh, he's still out there, and, uh, he's all right. You know, and I said, Mom, I said, I, I said, uh, you know, you know, I didn't, you know, I can't, you know, you're not going to say, you know, Mom, he's not coming back, you know, I mean, but I said, you know, you know, hey, I understand, Mom, you know, uh, I mean, I can't really understand, you know, you know, I mean, I know it's my brother, but, you know, it's her son, know. you know, so, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it is, uh, it changes your life. I mean, completely. I mean, and that you know, it takes it over. I mean, not even, not even trying to. I mean, you're trying to keep going, and, uh, and I do. You know, uh, I, I literally, I just hate, I hate waking up in the morning. I mean, a lot of times I just pray I don't wake up. You know, mm-hmm. it's like damn. You know, because <laughs> I'm not the person I was. You know, uh, I don't feel, uh, you know, like much 
Um, well, much better enjoyment anymore, happiness. I mean, I got a, like now, you know, I'm sitting in a, I guess my wife says she called it now a, a shrine. <laughs> oh. You know, I got all the drones, you know, on the wall. <laughs> you know, I got his drone, you know, that, you know, I, I don't, I don't even hardly fly them no more, you know, because, you know, we did it together, you know, it was, uh, something we did, you know, and now it's just kind of like he's gone, and uh, I just look at him, you know. So you don't, you don't even fly the drones anymore, because that, that here makes and there, you... you know, I, uh, I, here and there, no you, know, I, you know, I did, you know, at first, you know, because, you know, he used to, uh, out there in uh, 10 Mile, you know, he'd send up his drones, and a beautiful view, you know, he used to, like, take video of the sunsets and uh, sunrise, you know, and uh, so I, you know, of course, you know, I I did that for him, you know, after he disappeared, you know, you know, because I, I knew he loved it, and just uh, I just ain't as fun no more, you know. What I mean, I just I don't know, maybe I just I'm becoming a recluse and or whatever I I become. I don't I don't know really what I've become, other than well, are you I, involved I, I, with I any? Friend, I feel like a zombie. <laughs> Um, are you involved with any groups, like any families of missing people? I know there's different groups and things yeah. that... Uh, well, there's actually a, uh, a site that, well, it's actually, uh, and it's still, uh, I've learned that certain states haven't adopted, and I'm trying to figure it out, but it's called uh, NamUs. Mm -hmm. And if they... Uh, Basically, uh, you know, U.S. wide, you know, United States, uh, but they have actually. It goes in. Name us when it gets put on a missing person uh, that, that's looking, or it's actually, you know, hasn't been found, or whatever the case may be. It goes into them, and they actually uh, work with all the state uh, law enforcement, government. Um, they actually, uh, they come out, they actually set up, uh, over here in uh, where I live in Georgia, Lilburn, Georgia, they set up with, uh, Lilburn Police. They actually take DNA. They, uh, me and my mom had to go up and they took DNA. Uh, they put it in the system. That way, if, uh, you know, someone's found, anybody that's found that has been reported and they're at the morgue, for example, uh, and they don't know them, you know, or uh, don't have an identity. They do. They could do a swab. They put it into the uh, identification system for the uh, DNA, and it will match, you know, match up for anybody that's been reported missing, or you know, not located, whatever the case may be. If you know, if it's right. turned into them, then you know, boom. Uh, and it, you know, they have regulations uh, that has to be twenty four hours. Uh, that, you know, if they are identified, say, if my brother's found in Pennsylvania, for example, you know, and the more runs identified, they, then they have to, it has to be reported within 24 hours. Uh, so that's a nice site to go, you know, go into. You can, uh, sign in, do an account, uh, put your name in, you know, if you, if people are missing, uh, they can actually right. get something started that they will actually send, you know, you got a police report and you didn't know about it, then they can go in and actually uh, 
uh, set up with NamUs to have their missing persons uh, DNA assigned to them and, you know, where it can be turned into a complete system through the U.S. Um, I also, I, I started a little, my own site, you know, called Find Us, and I kind of like, you know, I took the us out of NamUs, you know. Right. I started that on Facebook, you know, Facebook, uh, Find Us at Facebook.com. Uh, and, but what I've realized from, uh, the NamUs is there's still steps that a lot of states haven't taken to, uh, I guess, as she said, some, there's, there's still so many steps that can be taken from some states that haven't completely signed up, uh, or don't take it seriously. You know, she said the legislative, and, uh, you know, problems like that, that some states just haven't followed up with their compatible, what they can do, you know. Right, right. So, uh. Right, they need to get on board. And that, that website for, um, NAMUS is N-A-M-U-S dot gov. If anybody wants to tra- uh, check that out. And your thing on Facebook is Find Us. Is it Find Us on Facebook? What is it called? If it is find us, uh, you just go into, uh, you can go into Facebook. It's actually, uh, mm-hmm. find us, you can find us, uh, and put the dot Facebook if you're into Facebook. Or if you just okay. go into Facebook, you just put in find us and, and it'll bring it up. Okay. All right. Everybody but can. I think, yeah, everybody, you know, like I, the problem is, you know, no one knows. I mean, and you do. I mean, you know, you've been starting to investigate and check into this. I mean, there's an average of 600,000 since 2017 go missing every year. That's a mm-hmm. lot of people. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, it, that it's is a lot of people just to, just to vanish right off. Yeah, and yeah, an average. I mean, really? And I mean, that's only the ones that are actually turned in or maybe cared about. I mean, you know? Um, right. I mean, and that's that's astonishing that the families have to do. I mean, it's bad enough that the families you know have a missing person, but to sit day after day and realize it, it just seems like no one cares. Is even that's that that's even more that's so damn. It should like rip your heart out. I mean. You know, I've tried since he's disappeared to just get, like I said, a news channel to respond. They don't care. And not a single response. I mean, I think we should, everybody should maybe try to get the sign a petition. I mean, what, what would it hurt, say, for your local news channel to go to NamUs or go to the uh, local authorities and say, hey, do you have some missing people? You know, can can, can we help? To what a five minute section, a five minute section in Newcastle a day to put some pictures up of the missing people in their county. I mean, right. it, that's not that hard. And if people see them go, hey, they might recognize. I seen that guy last week. He was walking down the road. It might be uh, a new bit of information that they didn't have, but they don't know unless they see it. We actually have a website um, local to me um, on Facebook. It's a, a very active group. Um, and they have helped solve um, some cases because people have tips and they have 
information, and I guess they are more comfortable giving it to them than they are necessarily yeah. dealing with the police. But, yeah, they they continuously post about missing people and unsolved murders, and they 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 do that a lot. And because um, you're right, the yeah. news doesn't really do a lot of that. But it's a very active an active group. So if people think that that kind of thing doesn't make a difference, it does. I mean, it, it has does. definitely yeah, made I mean, a difference. Anything. I mean, yeah, exactly, you know, and, and I, I talked to Bill Austin in an email to TBI uh, last week, and I asked him, you know, I said, hey, you know, what are y'all, not to sound rude, but what are y'all doing? I said, uh, you know, you, you don't advertise. I said, how do people even know that, you know, you're searching for, I forgot how many thousands in Tennessee alone. Some of them right. have been since 1907, okay? 1907. I even found one in there yeah. from 1896. The guy is in there wow. that long. I mean, he'd, you know, I'm like, but if you don't, you know, and the news are what, what on every three quarter of the United States watches some kind of news either morning or night, you know, usually. What, what's wrong with one of the sessions? And yeah, I mean, we have a lot of, there are a lot of little small, uh, uh, like you say, you know, groups out there, you know, online and stuff, you know. But normally, unless it happens to you, and I'm I'm guilty of it, I never even it never even it didn't even register, never register in my mind to really think about a missing person until it happens to you, mm-hmm. and right. then you start to understand. Okay, well, and every person that's missing. Some somebody's child. A lot of them are somebody's brother or sister or mom or dad or you know exactly. they are somebody. They're somebody. And exactly sitting out there, you know, just dying of heartbreak, you know, or ruining their life, you know. And and once you realize that and it happens to you, then then it starts to sink in that you know this this is a really serious problem. So of course you know you know those who do have missing people, you know, missing family members gone missing. Uh, we know, we know now to look, but the other right. five million, you know, it, it's just day by day. It's like buying a cup of coffee and throwing a couple away. It, it, they don't think about it, right. you know, because it hasn't happened, you know. And and I understand that. So you know, I've been trying to figure out how to you know make a good audit like to get more done, you know. And if there's any viewers out there that might be able to help with that, I think it needs to be worked on to maybe you know. Uh, Something on the news, something more broad, man. Hey, you know, this is an epidemic that is growing every year. That is a living is actually it's just a it's a tragic epidemic that, that, that ruins more than just a missing person that, that don't come back that has been killed, kidnapped, uh, sex trade, whatever the case may be that's gone missing. I mean, it affects a whole generation of that family member. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I'll I mean, have some, I'll have some suggestions um, at the end of the podcast for people what they can do to get involved more with missing person organizations like NamUs and um, all the different ones there are. Yeah, maybe that someone is, that is, listening might know might, might know a news anchor or might know someone who knows a reporter or something. That, hey, you know, maybe just one right. step in the door could help. You know. You know, uh, you were going to say an average of 600,000 people missing. Well, at that time, then just say five family members. Well, good Lord, there's a lot of people suffering. 
<laughs> but give us the number. What what if if somebody listening or you know, and I'm hoping this is shared all over because we are um, we are all over the United States and we're growing, which is good. And and I also always hope that when we do a story, I hope eventually a a larger, broader podcast, because we're growing, we're not there yet, but there are ones that are huge. I always hope maybe they'll hear it somehow or it'll get attention and they'll pick it up and it'll yeah. get to more people. But what um, what can people do if they're listening and they know something or they have some information or they saw something or what what can they do? What's What's the numbers? To call and well, they can always call uh, and you know I don't have that right offhand. You can all they can always call. Actually, no matter where they're at, they can call their local police or authority, right. and they mm-hmm. could uh, they could turn in the name uh, Calvin Tony Hunt, um, and have them just say you know he's a missing person. I might have information on him. Uh, he's in right. the system. He's actually in the NCIS database. So he is in every police department system in the United States. Right, right. Uh, if they don't want to do that, if they don't want to do that, they could, they can leave a message on my phone, my cell phone number, uh, uh, which is you have is, uh, 470-302-7788. Or they can just send an email to my email uh, at bh875w at gmail.com. If they don't want to turn in a name, they don't have to turn in a name. uh, Right. And they can contact us. I always say that. You know, they can can contact my podcast and, you know, we will keep you anonymous. Um, You can email us. You can um messages through Facebook, whatever. And the, the number to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation is nine three one five two six five zero four one. Correct. I was I was about to tell you, you also do a tip line for the uh, TBI also. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well I really, really appreciate you talking to me and sharing your brother's story. And I hope everyone that's hearing this will hear um, the emotion in your voice and what what it what it does to a person who's got someone part of their life, part of their heart missing out there, and you don't know it's a big world, but it's a really big world when you're missing somebody and you don't know where could that person be. But I hope that people will share the podcast and that it somehow gets to a person that does know something and does have it upon their heart to call and and tell so that maybe, you know, your mom can know where her baby is, you know, before she leaves this earth. I hope so. Uh, and uh, I want to say uh, I appreciate you, Kathy, for uh, after this long, taking the time to, to let me get the story out and maybe help. And uh, I hope it grows and grows and grows. And uh, I hope your podcast just goes worldwide, honestly, because it needs to be. You know, uh, you're doing a great service. We tried. That was that was our idea when we started it. We wanted to to try to to do something for for people that 
for cases that you know they're not getting a lot of attention because well, God bless you. every every one of those people is you know is, is, is somebody's person. Wow, that that was very emotional for me. I always try to contact the loved ones about the cases. I at least want to give them a heads up that we're covering the case and get their thoughts or their objections. If they're willing to answer questions, I ask for their input. But this was my first actual interview. I think it brings more reality to it. And I hope to do more interviews with people that are close to cases that we cover. So, Michael, what are your thoughts? What do you think happened Well, I'm not exactly sure what happened. My first thought was that they probably just got into a big fight and he just left. Um, I've been in situations like that where, you know, you get in a fight and um, I think I told you about one where I ended up walking home from the grocery store. <laughs> but, but anyway, they hadn't been together very long. And plus, his situation where he came out and nothing's very stable, you know, it just seems very volatile. So that that's what kind of, now what could have happened after he left, it's anybody's guess. Um, you know, it could have been a situation where he was uh, talking to other people girls or I you know I, I really I really don't know I, I know that's the thing that, that struck me about the, the relationship with the girl is it it seemed kind of sudden but sometimes they do you know mm. well I'm on the fence too one minute I think that he was killed near his home and never actually started out on the trip um, and then the next thing I'm thinking, okay, he did actually get out of the car. It did happen that way. And he ended up somehow coming in contact with a stranger that harmed him. Wait a minute. <clears throat> when you say never went on the trip, so you're saying that she'd be lying about everything. So she must know. Right. I wonder sometimes if something happened, you know, Uh, and they never left. It was just a cover story. But in all that, I I don't think that he just disappeared and left his life behind because he was so close to his brother and his mom. And it would just be very hard. It's very hard for even for people who want to disappear to leave and not contact their family Um, and I just don't think he would have done that and and knowing that he had people that he could call no matter what Um, and I know that Brian has had these same thoughts and well you know the girl saying that she found uh, what she may have perceived as other contact with other girls you know if she was got really upset you know something could have happened there mm-hmm. where well I just hope we get some answers because I hope that his family has some answers soon yeah I feel feel awful for the guy you know it's got to be terrible to have somebody 
close to you like that that just goes dark and you don't know what's going on. So we will continue sending out prayers and thoughts and and uh, hopefully get an answer to it soon. Thank you all so much for listening. It really means a lot. Um, please give us a review if possible. It helps the podcast grow. Share it with your friends. Join us in our Facebook group because we love to interact with our fellow sleuths. And we will be back in two weeks with a new episode. Thank you very much. A Southern Sleuth is a production of Cream Dream Studios. All episodes researched and written by me. All music and editing by Michael. That's me. <laughs>